Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Just a quick reminder as we're getting started, you can always find out what's coming next here on the program, get info about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me at karenhager.com. And if you like yarn and puzzles and (laughs) I don't know, video cards of the week and all kinds of other foolishness, you can find me on social media where I am Fog City Psychic. Now. Happy New Year to you. Listener favorite, Dr. Michael Lennox is back with us today. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. He's brought astrological insights for the new year. We're going to be peeking into 2022 and get Michael's take on what to look forward to and what to be especially aware of in the year that is just now starting. Are you ready to meet him? Psychologist, astrologer, and dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox has been helping people have a deeper understanding of their unconscious mind for almost 25 years. Michael's your ambassador to conscious embodiment. He works with clients all over the world in workshops, classes, and in private sessions. You've seen him on television, heard him on radio and podcasts, and his hashtag red robe astrology reports on Instagram reach thousands of people every day. Michael's the author of three books on dreaming, including Dream State Dictionary and Guide for Interpreting Any Dream. That's one of my favorites. And his new podcast is Conscious Embodiment, Astrology and Dreams with Dr. Michael Lennox. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. Michael, welcome to Out of the Fog. It is always my pleasure to talk with you, honey. Oh, thank you. Um, and I know there's so much we were saying before we went on the air. How are yes. we going to get it into 26 minutes? How are we going to get it all into 26 minutes? Okay. You sent out an email today that says we are off to the races. Yeah. And, and so things are already moving fast. And you've said that this is a year when we are rewiring how we give and receive love and how we yeah. communicate. Can you speak mm-hmm. into that a little bit? Because there hasn't been a lot of love or communication, really. <laughs> right? Challenging right. moment to find a loving connection inside of yourself in the face of what feels like an unloving, you know, dynamic out there in the world. Um, we, when we look at love through the lens of astrology, we're talking about the planet Venus. Venus rules not only our emotional body itself, that is, you know, the nerves in your body that respond when you have an emotional reaction to something. That's your emotional body. And that information um, that we learn a lot about who we are through those waves of emotion, that's a Venus thing. But also how we connect to others in intimacy and openness and comfort in the heart when the heart is terrified because life is so kooky. Um, That's also a Venus thing. And so a retrograde process, that is the period where a planet appears to move backwards, while they are bumpy and clunky, and certainly everybody knows about Mercury retrogrades and how, how, you know, uh, convoluted and things get when Mercury is turned around. When Venus is retrograde, we might be having a deeper challenge with our emotional and our intimacy experiences but there's a process going on. 
there's under the surface experiences. Like when I say under the surface, I mean the unconscious. Like I'm a psychologist, right? So when I, as an astrologer, interpret what does it mean that a planet appears to move backwards, my language for that, well, that planet is visiting your unconscious territory mm. where we are afraid to keep our hearts open, where intimacy is terrifying, where the moment an unloving experience pops into our, our visage, we react and shut the heart down. And one of the things that happened as we ended 2021 was Venus started going into what we call her retrograde shadow, meaning traversing territory that she was going to go back over again, but in a in an unconscious way in the backward motion so that late November, around the 18th or so of the month through late December, 19th of December, that four week period had Venus operating in direct motion. She hadn't turned around yet. Life was just life as regular, but things would be coming up in your emotional life, in your intimacy life, in your relational life. And not for nothing, we should also nod to Venus is ruling your finances, your relationship mm -hmm. to money. So that's a part of the Venusian consciousness. Then on December 29th, I mean, sorry, December 19th, Venus went retrograde. So the heart center turned around. She's still retrograde now, and she'll be there the entire month of January. So that means from late December through the end of this month, we are all in challenging but powerful processes where in the unconscious, we're learning more about how we give and receive love. People in relationships right now are probably having challenges that reveal underlying problems. But by the same token, people in intimacy might also be feeling a deepening of the intimacy. Uh, Venus retrograde is very individual. The person who needs more opening in the heart will experience challenges that help them open the heart. And oh. yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm wondering what the best way to go through that is, because if I need to open my heart and I'm challenged, how do I lean into that, though, and not freak out? Well, I can't help you with the not freaking out part. Darn it. Because yeah, that there's no astrology for a freak out or don't freak out. <laughs> right. There's only the astrology of depth and intensity of experience. I'll say this, that because Venus is hanging out this entire retrograde very close to the planet Pluto, we are in shadow work. We are in the underbelly in shadow work. And because Pluto invented the shadow, the basement where things are hidden and murky and scary because that's where power and authority issues lay and the the. The presence of Pluto and Venus hanging out together makes the process deeper, but we're also more comfortable in the, the shadowy territory mm -hmm. when Pluto is activated. So, the, it, you know, if it's a brilliant question, like, how do we do this? And so one thing I'd say is, well, look back at the last couple of weeks because you've been doing it already. Mm -hmm. One thing I'll say about like relationship challenges Everybody has them and everybody works through them. All this is doing is making them front and center. Mm. And the, the, the thing to be paying attention to is if you are having an experience of fear, 
around love and intimacy or frustration in those things, then we you just got to lean more deeply into what those feeling experiences are telling you and then be able to have conversations with the people that you're struggling with intimacy and be willing to say the scary things like I don't feel safe or that's not working for me anymore or I want to break up or I want to get married. You know, it's about reaching into the depths of our hearts and saying the things that we are typically too frightened to express. On the context for this all seems so different than it was last year, because, well, and you said this too, you said last year was a storm and now we're kind of in the aftermath yes, of the storm. Yes, yes. Change and like, and the, and the energy of change, the context in which I might say, I want to break up or I want to get married. That's all different too. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things that was true about not only 2021, but especially and even more so 2020 was there was the prevalence of what we call in astrology transits. Meaning from our perspective here on the earth, if we looked up at the sky at the various planets and where they were placed, there was angular connections between them. Like that, that's what we call a transit in astrology. So last year, 2021 had Saturn and Uranus squaring each other. So if I can hearken your listeners back to geometry class in eighth grade, this is the teacher saying there's a point in space over here and another point in space over here. And look, they're 90 degrees apart. That's what a transit is. Meaning if you were sitting on Earth with your telescope and you looked up at Saturn and then you swung that telescope 90 degrees to the right, there would be Uranus. That's the definition of a square between Saturn and Uranus. So when planets do that, and, and, and we're talking about all of the planets and all of the potential geometrical configurations, we reflect change, transformation, deep experiences, big, big bumps in the road of life. And that was 20, 2020 and 2021. And that last big transit that hit in December of 2021, as we finished a year of great unstable change, because that's what Saturn and Uranus in a square do. Saturn is the teacher. Uranus wakes us up and 90 degrees says we're fighting about it. It's a fight between growth and expansion. Well, once that transit was behind us, the two years of bam, 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 big planetary transit stopped. And now we're moving into a year where there is not one single major transit between the social and outer planets, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. None. So talk about storm. Storm is when they're crashing into each other. And that was 2020 and 2021. Big storms, lots of change. And even as we were changing as we went in 2020 and 21, more change was right around the corner. Oh, yeah. And so it was a two year period of storm. Now the storm has passed. It's not the storm anymore. It's the aftermath. And so one of the things I'm talking about the year ahead with regard to using astrology as a tool there are no more big crashing energies of change that we will all be bumping into in the way that we did in 2020 and 2021. It's now an individual experience, meaning 
the personal chart of each person on the planet. You have a birth chart. That chart is constantly receiving energetic hits from transiting planets. And that's going to continue just like it always does. But the big ones have stopped. The image that I get of this is literally the aftermath. The apocalypse happened. And now it's that, you know, movie version of the day after, right? Where we're dusting ourselves off. We're seeing where we landed. And this is the year that we get to start rebuilding the life that's going to take us into, you know, the next decades that the world's, I don't mean that the world is no longer going to be changing. The world is changing constantly with every breath we take, but it's a very different experience next year where we're just individually going to be figuring out who are we now that everything has changed and then dusting ourselves off and sort of joining the flow of where the collective is heading um, and figuring out how we want to build our lives from here on out. Now that the world has shifted so much, you know, people are always asking me as an astrologer, when's it going to stop? And when's it going to go back to like it was? And the answer to that is never and never. Yeah. Yeah. It feels though, like it, if I'm understanding you, it shifts us back into that place of personal responsibility where we always are right with our spiritual practice and the choices we make. But this shift in 2022 makes that brings that more to the forefront so that I might not be able to say it's because of that darn, whatever it is, pandemic or whatever it is. And so it heightens our personal responsibility and awareness. Well, let me, let me say this, Karen, you just got what I explained perfectly. Hey, so I'm hoping that your listeners did too. That, that 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 could not have been a better sort of reflection of what I'm trying to convey. It is there. There won't be the same broad sweeping world changes to reflect upon or, or to point and say, yeah, this is why I'm suffering. Right. And it there's an invitation, at least from what I see, the, the way that the way that I work and the way that I kind of get information, it feels to me like we're we're at a place now where we're running out of excuses. Well, yes. And it really is the, it's almost too late kind of moment. Like I don't want to instill fear in anyone listening to me talk about astrology, but a couple of years from now, the big outer planets all change signs. And that means big events on the planet. So Pluto is going to move out of Capricorn where he's been for 20 years and move into Aquarius, the sign, by the way, of digital technology and the Internet. Goodness knows that's going to set up a lot of shift and change and breakdowns on the planet, through Mm. digital problems and cyber terrorism and blah, you know, the planet that that fuels religiosity is in Pisces and is going to move in three years into the sign of Aries that invented war. So if, if, if you want to be frightened, there's plenty to be frightened about with regard to big changes that are coming and then big changes that are like behind us. And I would call 22 and maybe even much of 23 kind of the who are you going to be in a world that is continuing to dramatically and revolutionarily change because we are not done by a long shot with enormous explosive breakdown challenges on the planet. I just don't think 
we have the next enormous wave of that for another year and a half or so. So really that idea of personal responsibility in a world that's gone crazy and mad, who do you want to be so that you can serve the future when it counts again, when we get into territory where life is changing in the crazy way that it did in 2020 and 2021, we have a couple of years and certainly this year of sort of marshalling our sense of, you know, how do I want to be in this new world? And am I willing to devote myself to service? You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Dr. Michael Lennox. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. There are classes offered there, webinars offered there, tons of information. Get on this man's mailing list, please, for lots of um, exciting things coming into your inbox. That's michaellennox.com. So, Michael, where do you feel like astrology and choice intersect because some of these things like 19 uh, 2020 and 2021 we went through them whether we were ready or not whether we were doing our spiritual practice we sometimes it feels like life just grabs you by the hair and drags you through <laughs> where's that intersection of our choice our free will our spiritual practice as we navigate what's ahead one of the questions that i stopped asking myself when I first entered the world of astrology 27 years ago was why did this happen to me? One of the things that is difficult about life is that shit happens and then we want to know why. (laughs) Why did that happen? There's never an answer to the why. Stuff just happens. The the question to be asking is not why did this happen, but now that this has happened, how do I want to be with it? You know, I've, I've work, I have worked a lot in my life with people on the cancer journey. And one of the things that is important to do when facing an enormous outside intervening life event, like a diagnosis, is to move away from why did this happen to now that this has happened, how do I want to relate to it? Astrology is the perfect construct to contextualize your life with that allows you if you let it, to remove the cult, the sort of culpability of like, whose fault is this? It's nobody's fault. Life just happens. One of the things that happens in an astrology reading when someone's never had a reading before and I describe the energy that they might be in uh, during that particular year is they'll be like, oh my God, that's what this is? I thought I was failing or I thought I was in losing my mind. I thought I was at fault. When really life just happens. And then our job as spiritual trekkers isn't like, you know, that all that emphasis on manifestation, manifestation, have the life of your dreams. You know, there's a there's a little subtext there that says create a life where nothing bad happens, hmm. which is nonsense. You know, so um, what astrology can do is to reflect the idea that energy is fluid and moving And sometimes you ride through waves that are catastrophic in sensation, but we stop judging them when we use astrology as a context to say, well, this is just a natural moment in the flow of my life. 
you know, when you go to the ocean and spend the day body surfing and that one time where you see the great wave that you think you're going to ride into shore and it winds up pummeling you on the beach in a, you know, with sand in every crevice, <laughs> you don't yell at the ocean and say that shouldn't have happened. You just say, oh, that happened. How do I want to relate to this? Do I want to pack up and go home and sulk on the blanket because I got twisted and turned? Do I get excited by it? I'm ready for the next. Who do you want to be? And who would that be if you removed the judgment and the fear that you are failing? And that's why bad things are happening. You and I share a passion for spiritual practice as a way of deepening experience and opening the heart and the mind and bringing clarity. If you were choosing a spiritual practice that matched the energy of 2022, I wonder, I wonder what that would be. Uh, 20, as I'm thinking this, I'm imagining the last couple of years is kind of like being kickboxing class. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder what, what, how you'd put that for this coming year. You know, one of the things that I've been saying about 22 is this idea of getting into flow. You know, that and what I mean by that's like a, you know, little catchphrase that that means that your life has a kind of energy that naturally rises and falls that we call like living in or working in flow state. Um which again is about like allowing things to occur without the mind, you know, making comments about everything that's happening along the way and just trusting that, you know, when the energy ebbs, it's because that's what's supposed to. And when it rises, you know, that's what we're riding at that time. And for me, flow starts with the breath. Most people are holding their breath yeah. when they're stressed and frightened. And just going to the body where the body is, is where the present moment is. You cannot live in flow unless you have a powerful relationship with your body because your body is always in flow. Your body is always in Monday if it's a Monday. <laughs> you might be thinking about Sunday and Tuesday, but your body is in the present moment. And what is the best and fastest and most instantaneous way of connecting with your body is to focus on your breath. Mm. Now, I know we're coming into just the last of our minutes together. We got about five minutes left. What is the best and fast and most instantaneous way our listeners can connect with you? Well, michaellennox.com is the website. Um, certainly going to michaellennox.com and getting on my mailing list, uh, if you've not you know, received emails from me, is the best way because I send out newsletters and I send out a new moon and a full moon post, a monthly forecast. And then, of course, announcements for all of my classes and events come to you through email. You can also find me on Facebook at Dr. Lennox Dreams and Instagram at Dr. Michael Lennox. Um, I think that's right. Did I say that right? I have it. I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. But, <laughs> but I can't put my hands on it. We'll put it in the show notes, how to find you on Instagram. How to find me. But michaellennox.com is definitely the way to, to start. Okay. And I'd love to know about your podcast. I haven't heard your new podcast yet. <gasps> I know. I know. It's a, I'm, I, I, I bow before you. I'm sorry. Tell me about the podcast and about this intersection between dreams and astrology. 
really, really fun. I've been doing a podcast for about three or four months now. Uh, it's been in the plans for years and years, and it does combine my love for astrology and my love for dreams. It's called Conscious Embodiment dreams and astrology with dr michael lennox because i love both and so <laughs> we do the first section of the podcast is the astrology for the week ahead and it launches sunday night at midnight for the week ahead and then we do dreams uh in the second part of the podcast email dreams sometimes we have a live email guest when i have when there are five mondays in a month i have uh, interview guests karen so you Ooh. probably find yourself being one of those interviewees in the oh, coming yes, months. Please. Of I course. Love that. Um, but yeah, the podcast is is great fun for me. And um, it's definitely being responded to well. And you can find it everywhere you get your podcasts. So uh, um, all, 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 all of the places, Conscious, Embodiment, Dreams and Astrology with Dr. Michael Lennox. I love it. Do people, and this, I'm asking a question we won't really have time to answer, see, because this is how professionals do it. Do people... <laughs> Are there dreams that go with certain astrological trends? Like in Mercury retrograde, do more people tell you they're dreaming about, I don't know, cell phone calls dropping, for example? Well, that's a kind of adorable. I would say this, <laughs> that yes, there is a connection to water sign energy is more likely to inspire um connection to a dream land because the unconscious mind where dreams live uh, is a water experience in the four elements. Pisces is the sign that uh, invented dreams and dreaming itself. Um, so certainly like even just in a, in a casual like lunar cycle uh, without thinking about fancy astrology. Yeah. Every time the moon is in Pisces or Scorpio and cancer dreams are more likely to open up in terms of the individual experience of dreams. In terms of the content of dreams, the only thing that is accurate about that, about like life events and what's going on either astrologically or socially is that absolutely lots of dreaming in the last year of viruses, <laughs> sickness, yeah. people being taken away suddenly. Uh, all of the images of like life in a pandemic began to show up as dream images for people um, because we were dealing with such stressful outer events. And so those events started showing up in a lot of dreaming landscapes. Michael, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing. This is just a peek at the year ahead. And I appreciate you coming and sharing that with us. My great pleasure. Thank you. That is Dr. Michael Lennox. You can find out more about Michael and his work at michaellennox.com. You're going to want to get on his mailing list and check out his classes and events catch his new podcast. I haven't yet. So go listen to it. I'll be listening soon. That's Conscious Embodiment Dreams and Astrology with Dr. Michael Lennox, wherever fine podcasts are made available to you. So uh, michaellennox.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a good place to find out about upcoming classes and events. If you want to connect with me voice to voice for intuitive insight and guidance on your path ahead, on your year ahead, you can book a session there at karenhager.com. And if you like Out of the Fog and you like bonus yarn and jigsaw <laughs> puzzle content, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Fog City Psychic. Thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.